Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Deep podcast. Uh, Allison and I are here today, and gosh, Ali, it's almost Christmas. I'm so excited. Uh, this is I, this is one of our favorite times of year. It is the favorite time of year, right? And so right? we just uh, we just can't wait to talk about this uh, this story and just go ahead and just read it. I think that's the what traditionally all families do around the tree or, you know, around in a barn. My family's done it in a barn before. I'm just done this reading in a barn. So we're excited about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, um, if your family doesn't uh, read the Christmas story, uh, I think you should Um, at some point in your, uh, in your week of festivities, um, take a moment, whether it be at a dinner table or whether it be uh, before kids go to bed or whether it be, before you, we always do it when we, right before we open the presents mm, and, yeah. um, and just kind of reflect on what, what is this about? Right. right? Yeah. Uh, and it's, what is it's really about? yeah, it's definitely a good time to just sit quietly and hear someone read it mm-hmm. because again, and we're going to be talking about this, the, the, you know, the last verse that we read, it is a time to just process and kind of take it all in because these yeah. few verses are really, uh, it's a quiet moment in history, but it's also pretty action-packed. There's a lot going on. All right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. No, no kidding. No kidding. Well, Allie, why don't you, why don't you do the honors here? Why don't you read Luke, probably Luke two is my favorite, mm-hmm. you know, passage of this story. Why don't you read a little bit of Luke two for us and let us just kind of take a moment. So if you're joining us, here's what you need to do. Uh, if you can, if it's possible where you're listening, take a deep breath and maybe just kind of sit back, get comfortable, pick up your cup of coffee or whatever, and just even sometimes just close your eyes and block out the noise and listen to the words and reflect on the story once again. Okay. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his spouse wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. 
And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us go now even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they had that they had heard it wondered, all that heard it wondered at these things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Mm. Oh, what? You know, I think when we read it, right, it's like, what a great story. Mm, yeah. And for those of us who have grown up hearing the story. Yeah, they can almost have it memorized. Yeah. Mm-hmm, there's a super familiarity to it. Mm-hmm. But I also think, and this is what we hope to accomplish today in this podcast, that yeah. sometimes familiarity with a story makes us kind of gloss over it and move through it too quick. Mm-hmm. And we forget sometimes that this is not a Disney movie. Right. Um, this is not, you know, uh, Pixar's latest fun little story uh, with some really cool music to go along with the soundtrack. This was an unbelievable moment in history mm-hmm. that involved a young woman yeah. and a young man and a Christ child. Right. And it would forever change history. It would forever yes. change the world. Yeah. And, um, and that's, that, that puts it into a different realm mm-hmm. of, you know, cause I think it's so easy for us to soundtrack something. And what I mean by that is we just kind of put it into a, an animated movie format in our mind. Mm-hmm. We throw a couple cool songs with it and it becomes, it, it becomes disnified. And, and, and I'm like, you know, that's not what this is. Yeah. And I want us to be careful for those of us mm-hmm. that have been doing this for a long time yeah. that we don't do that. Uh, this year uh, and then we don't spin through the story Um, but we really think about the words and what was what's going on in this story because it's packed Allison right exactly and we also need to remember that our our even how we number days and years Mm. are connected to this you know this moment right it is it's not you know this is in the year of our lord yeah Mm -hmm. and um and I know that there's people trying to uh, you know change that and whatever. But so far, this is where we measure time. This is the moment that we are still continuing, even, you know, just on a global scale measuring time. But there's so much in this story, even as I was reading it just now, there's a few, there's a few details that I'm like, Ooh, that's nice. I need to dig into that a little bit, or just Mm -hmm. knowing how, you know, how the Lord moves. And we've talked about this before, how the Lord moves events in history Mm -hmm. for, and, 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 and we know this biblically that he actually, you know, moves some stuff around Mm -hmm. to create these moments. Um, you know, even at, you know, even he is eternal, but these moments he does create, whether it's, you know, taxing and getting everybody back to their, you know, just creating the tax. And, you know, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Caesar Augustus thought it was a great idea. Hey, let's tax everybody. Yeah, that was a great idea. I wonder, you know, but getting everybody back to their Mm -hmm. own city to fulfill the prophecy of, he, um, of this Christ child being born in Bethlehem in the city of David, you know, in this, you know, in this moment in history, I think even that is huge. And so it's such a simple story that we want to take a minute and be quiet, but it is a huge moment in history. 
And my, mm-hmm. my favorite phrase in this, um, and, and I, and I really had never thought about it before, but the angels are telling the shepherds unto you is born this day. In other words, this is the most humble thing that could happen right now. And it's the biggest thing in the world that's happening right now. And it's happening to the most humble of people in yeah. the most humble of ways. Yeah. And, and I think that's the really is the power of the story is that you would expect a king to be born in a palace. Mm-hmm. Um, you would expect great fanfare. You would expect the Messiah. And I think all of Israel expected, uh, because we know by reading the Old Testament that the Israelites had 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 the prophetic promise that a Messiah was coming and they had been looking for one. And they they were, every woman wanted to have the opportunity potentially to have the Messiah, right? Right. Um, And yet, sadly, they they missed him when Mm -hmm. he came. And I think we could blame that on a lot of reasons, but I think this was some of the simplest reason is they missed him because they couldn't accept how he came. Yeah. Yeah. Just the humility of in a manger in, in, in a cave. Yeah. To shepherds, to shepherds, Um, Yeah, you know, who were the lowest Mm -hmm. on the, on the class, you know, the shepherd was the worst, was the worst of the worst jobs, you know? And so that's who he came to. Yeah. That's who angels appeared to. And even mm-hmm. Mary herself, even though yeah. for centuries now, she has been deified in many, many ways. Um, but to this lowly, humble, mm-hmm. young woman. Right. Who, um, you know, it, you know, if you read the story, you think, well, Elizabeth, her, her cousin, she had John. John the Baptist, you'd have thought Elizabeth, who was older and wiser and Mm -hmm. more seasoned and the wife of a priest. Right. Yeah. She would have had Jesus (laughs) and Mary would have had John. Right. Yeah. But but no, Um, you know, this young woman Mm -hmm. who is, you know, you read the early parts of the story and, you know, she's, I can only imagine, you know, you're excited. You're going to get married. You know, you're, you're going through all of the things that they would go through. And suddenly an angel appears to you mm-hmm. and tells you but, you're, you're, you're going to have a baby and you're not even married yet. And I mean, it just, I, I cannot even comprehend right the, the upside down life on a spin mm-hmm. change that that must have made in Mary's life. And everything that happened from that moment forward had to have just been crazy. Right. Exactly. I mean, even, even after, okay, you're carrying, I know pregnant women, I'm sure they're very careful about how they take care of themselves and, you know, the vitamins and the, you know, the folic acid and all of this, but what type of, I mean, honestly, what type of prenatal care are you taking when the baby is God? You know, I mean, like what type of, are you just like, Hey God, this is your baby. You're going to take care of it. Or I'm like, okay, I need to take care of myself. I don't want to trip and fall. I'm not, you know, I think it's interesting because I mean, pregnant women down here in the Dominican are, are very well, they get their own parking spots. They get to cut in line everywhere in any grocery store, in any bank, pregnant women are the women who get to who get all the benefits uh, of, you know, of that, you know, you don't, you're not even allowed to stand up. I mean, honestly, if they, if somebody sees a pregnant woman standing up. And so for, for Mary as a young base, a really teenage 
you know, um, teenager who, like you said, had plans and was like, okay, my life's going to be kind of the way. And then the the script is absolutely flipped on her. Mm. Um, and we talked about this. I feel like last year we talked about her and Elizabeth and their relationship and really needed, Mm -hmm. um, some counsel. And like you said, the older, wiser woman saying, Hey, we've been waiting for this. This is great. We're excited. And here's what, you know, here's, what's going to happen. Um, because you're right. This is not, Again, this is not the way the Messiah was supposed to come, according to, you know, according to the the city of Israel, right? It was, yeah. it was supposed to be bigger. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you think about how, how he would come, uh, you don't think about this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't think about there being no place yeah. for Mary and Joseph <laughs> to find in a bustling city where, mm-hmm. like you said, everybody's coming, have to go back to, to pay their taxes. Um, and then, you know, you've got a woman who is great with child mm-hmm. and she's having to make this trip and, uh, they're, they don't have SUVs and minivans and, and you can't, yeah, you can't lay out in the back seat, you know, right. she's walking or traveling by donkey. Mm-hmm. And, um, at least every Christmas program I've seen, she's on a donkey. She's so a donkey, I'm assuming yeah. that is exactly the right way. Um, but you know, here she is great with child Mm -hmm. and it's, it's not their third baby. It's not their fourth baby. It's not a seasoned mother. This is a teenage girl with the first baby and a young man with his first child. Yeah. And it's not just any child. And they know that, Mm -hmm. uh, the angels have made it clear that this is the Christ child. Yeah. And so you, you have to imagine there's always a sense of responsibility that I would imagine sits on every parent's shoulder. Oh yeah. As they bring, as they understand they're bringing a child into the world and mm-hmm. suddenly there's a different level of, of responsibility that you feel. Um, yeah. And like you said earlier, I can only imagine that is just quadrupled when you think that this is not just any ordinary child, mm-hmm. but this is Messiah. Right. And, um, and one of the things that I'm, just always overwhelmed with as Mary, uh, with Mary, uh, is her profound faith and her profound love for the Lord. Uh, she's not a deity. Mm Uh, she, she's, she's, she's a woman just like me and just like you, Allison, who, uh, who has her own struggles in life, but God chose to use her just like he chooses to use us. Yeah. We are not carrying a Christ child, but we are doing works for God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just amazing to me, the faith of this woman and, and the tenacity, is that the right word maybe of, yeah. of this woman, as we see her, uh, we get down to verse 19 in Luke mm-hmm. two, and we see that she, she pondered these things. Yeah. Um, you know, she's, she's just given birth (laughs) Uh, with, with no assistance, no midwife, no, I mean, a a rookie Joseph, right? Yeah. Joseph Um, doesn't know what's happening. And, and, you know, as you, like you said, the play there's, you know, the, the cattle are lowing, you know, and the sheep are around and, (laughs) you know, you're a drummer boy, you know, if we're right. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, yeah. I mean, you know, you've got all these things and, and, and and they don't know that in a field, not right. too far from them. There's angels appearing and the glory of the Lord is shining. And, you know, all they know is the cries and the screams mm-hmm. of a mother trying to deliver a baby and a brand new father and a brand new husband 
Yeah. Alone. Yeah. In uh, in not favorable conditions. Yeah, in trying, a neighbor, yeah, in a city that they're not normally in. No, right? yeah, no and trying to trying to start. Can you just imagine? Yeah. And and for those of you listening, you just think about, you know, that weeks and months before your wedding and think about all the time where you were at and the thoughts that were going through your head and now all of a sudden you're in a in a cave or a, a, you know, or a stall of some sort and you're and you're delivering a baby with just your brand new rookie husband. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fear and the, and all, you know, not, I, I, I doubt it because Mary was chosen specifically for, you know, for her love and, and, and knowledge mm. and, and, and trust in God. But at some point, did she like, okay, is this, did, you know, should we have stayed in the, should we have stayed in our own town or did we really need to come back to Bethlehem to do, yeah. you know? And so, and especially Joseph, I feel like Joseph had, um, even, uh, yeah, this is not what we thought you were going to, this, you know, and yeah. that, that pausing, but then that, that, that verse 19 with, with Mary, okay. She's seen she, and then here come the, here come the shepherds are like, Hey, we heard about this, you know? And she's like, how did you, you know, how mm-hmm. did you hear? And then, but then she has to process all of this uh, and just, just take a minute. And that's, and I feel like that's the verse that we should all, you know, the pondering it in your heart. This is where we should all be at this moment yeah, exactly. at Christmas. This is why we sit and read the story. Uh, we know, and that's on, ver- and that's on, it's on Christmas cards everywhere, you know, uh, peace, goodwill toward men, you know, um, glory to God in the highest, all there's these big phrases that we use and they're, they're everywhere and they're on ornaments and, and on, on Christmas cards, but really the purpose of this time is to ponder it in your heart and think about the weight of what this Christ child means to us today and taking that moment. And that's why, that's why we really wanted to talk about it today because we wanted to encourage people to take the pondering it in your heart and do it literally sit somewhere. Um, you don't have to go sit in hay. You can still sit by your Christmas tree um, or by a candle of some sort. And that's what Advent is really. It's just mm-hmm. taking a, taking these moments and pondering it, you know, pondering the gratefulness and the meaning behind why it was important for Christ um, to be born because 33 years later, he is going to give his life for, um, for all mankind and, and ponder all the meaning and the, the, the gravity of this moment for mm-hmm. us. And then, you know, and then have some gratitude. I know Mary's like, okay, what's next? Now I have the baby. Now, you know, she's probably thinking, okay, what, how do I wrap him in pillows all the time so he doesn't fall over or do I, you know, so there's so much to be pondering, but I think this moment is the time for her to say, okay. And for us to also take that example and say, we need to take a minute and think, you know, because Christmas gets crazy Christmas. Yes. There are people, there are people arriving that we're not expecting. There are, there's, we are found, we find ourselves in places that we, you know, we were, we didn't know what was going to happen or things mm-hmm. happen at sure. And, but though, those are the moments that we need to say, okay, we still need to focus on Christmas and what that means, what the nativity of yeah. Christ means. Yeah. You know, I think when you study some of the wording, Mary pondered these things mm-hmm. and, and she reflects, okay, mm-hmm. you get this sense in the wording in the worst word choices that are used. There's a sense of awe. Mm. There's a yes. sense of wonder um a reverence and it's not just 
I don't think we have just Mary going, whew, well, that was a doozy. <laughs> that was you know, crazy. wow. You know, yeah. I think you get this, you get this moment of reflection in the awe and the wonder. And so you kind of dial that back and say, okay, what was what would she what was she thinking about mm-hmm. then what would be so all amazing and what was so awestruck what what struck her so strong that that literally scripture pins the verse mm-hmm. that says that she was just this reverential moment and i think in its simplicity it's emmanuel mm, yes it it's god with us and realizing that she's looking at holding maybe has her finger you know in in the grasp of this little baby yeah who is the god man and when you think about god because of man's brokenness in genesis in a garden and every man following that god made this plan to make the ultimate sacrifice and send his son to redeem Mm -hmm. mankind and he chose to do it he could have chosen any way he wanted to right but he chose to do it in a way where he became flesh yes and he experienced just what it was like to be a man Mm -hmm. he hurt Mm -hmm. he cried yeah. He went from infancy to his thirties. Mm-hmm. He understood what it was like to be sick, mm-hmm. to feel pain. Um, and yet he lived, the Bible says he lived this life without sin. Yeah. So he was able to go through all the temptations, all the difficulties, all the struggles, all the trials, and he had them unpack his family. And you know, he's got them. He's got all this stuff. And yet, Mary's back here at, at, at the moment of, in the, in the wee very first few hours or moments of birth. And she is awestruck. Right. That God would send his son, mm-hmm. that God would choose to do it this way. Yeah. That God would humble himself through the becoming a child and in, in, mm-hmm. into the birth of the Christ child. And I think a lot of times, I wonder, do we, are we still struck with awe? Mm. Not the that, God with us. Yeah. That God was, God came to be with us. Are we still mm-hmm. struck with awe that from that day to today, today we have it through the form of the Holy Spirit, but God is still dwelling with us. Yeah. He is still working in our lives. And, you know, there's this strong comparison. God has always had a presence with mankind. We see the Israelites early on in the days of Moses and, mm. you know, that fire by the presence of the fire and the cloud. Yeah. And yet Israel didn't even appreciate the presence right. of God. Yeah. They were more afraid of the presence of God mm-hmm. and ran from the presence of God and really didn't want the presence of God. Right. And here you see Mary now in, in a very different response to mm-hmm. the presence of God as she literally holds him in her arms and she is awestruck. And she is just this divine moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I just think, Allison, we need to 
we need to have that moment in our lives, mm-hmm. not just at yeah. Christmas. Right. Yeah. But Christmas is a good time to have it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Where we just stop and go, wait a minute. He did all of this for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, yeah, that whole God, the Emmanuel, God with us, or unto you is born. In other words, this is the greatest gift that the whole world will get. And you're right, not just at Christmas time, but I mean, this is a wonderful time to reflect on it because this is, and I love that it is at the end of the year because you can carry this, um, this habit or this, um, not, not feeling, but this, you know, just, uh, understanding you can carry it into the new year because when you open your Bible every day, when you pray, when you are even when, when where two of us, two or more are gathered, when you're alone, God is continually with us because of this, because of this work, because, you know, because of the, 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 the birth and then the finished work on the cross and, and, and resurrection God we have, we do have God. We don't wait. We don't have to wait every year to go to the tabernacle. Like you have taught so many times before about God's presence in the temple in the old Testament or, um, or have that fire. I think, I think a lot of times we do, we wish we did have the fire and the cloud like the Israelites mm. did. Cause oh, they're like, question. if we, if we had the fire and the cloud, we would, we would trust better. Well, you actually, it's, it, it's, it's, it's such so much more. And that's what Christ, that's what Christ was telling us in John chapter 14. It's Uh so much better now that you have the Holy spirit with you, that you have the word of God. Mm -hmm. Um, but it all had to start at this moment of the, of God with us and, and being able to, uh, being able to ponder that and get like, like, like you said, get used to that, that understanding now. So you can carry it into the yep. non-Christmas moments and say, every time I pray, every time I open my Bible, God is with me, Emmanuel. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I just think it's so important for us all to, to just wrap our minds and our hearts around this because it's so easy to get, and we talk about this so much, but it's easy to get swept up in mm either the busyness of the season or sometimes the painfulness of the season. This is a painful Mm -hmm. time of year for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's easy for depression to set in for some people during this time of year. Um, Sometimes it, it just, you know, it gets to be too much uh, and it becomes a stressful time of year. And, and I think for all of us trying to like say, okay, can we close the noise out? Yeah. Can we go back and we read Luke two? And can we think about what, what did Mary ponder? What, what had her so awestruck in a moment when honestly was stressful, having a baby is a stressful moment, Uh, especially with no, no uh, sedatives. Right. I mean, this woman (laughs) didn't have epidurals or anything like that. Right. Okay. So she, I mean, she's, she's in a cave with a, with a rookie husband. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's no, there's no morphine or anything like that helping her, you know, process anything here. She, she's, she's just, it's raw. It's real. Yeah. It's just a stressful moment. Mm-hmm. It's a moment of, it has to be a scary moment. Yeah. You're away from home. You're away from friends. You're away from family. You're alone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, you feel this great sense of responsibility, not only because it's just your first child, but because it's the, it is the Christ child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. there are so many things that could have been tugging him at Mary's heart in so many ways. And I wonder if maybe in moments it wasn't, and Mary just goes, wait a minute. Yeah. Look who I'm holding. Right. Look, 
that, you know, look, look what has just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course the shepherds showing up and then yeah. eventually the wise men will show mm-hmm. up and so many different things are going to continue to happen. There will be constant reminders to Mary. Right. This is no ordinary child. Right. Exactly. And this is no ordinary moment. Um, but I think during this year, I, j- I jotted down like a couple things that like, maybe you're thinking, what can I think about um, as I, dr- how do I draw off in this moment? And I jotted down a couple things. I think that mm. you can just think about, we've mentioned yeah. them all already. So I'm just yeah. going to summarize them because we've already, mm-hmm. we've already unpacked them a little bit, but the incarnation, that yeah. really big word of the belief that God took on human flesh mm-hmm. and the purpose of, of Jesus Christ, yeah. the person of Christ. And how profound that is. Yeah. He became and flesh he, and dwelt among us. John 12. Yeah. yeah. And he did it for, John he 14, did it yeah. so he could save us. Mm-hmm, right. This was a risk. I mean, Allie, we, we rescue, right? But this was the ultimate no, rescue. Yeah, absolutely. This was the rescue for the world. And, you know, so not only his incarnation, but the purpose of his coming, we, we just said it, you know, he's got redemption, salvation, mm-hmm. um, the establishment of the kingdom of God uh, right here on earth. And I mean, wow, those are just, you can unpack those concepts and thoughts for weeks, but even if you don't dive deep into all of them, just thinking about, man, what, because Jesus came fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. And you start, I mean, that'd be a wonderful challenge just every day Mm -hmm. between now and Christmas to fill that blank in because Jesus came. What does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. And, and I think you could come up with a different phrase or word or, thought every single day to put in that blank that would give you so much to meditate and be thankful for. Um, I think also we've mentioned his humility uh, on how he came and the fact that he came being born in a humble circumstance, as we've mentioned Mm -hmm. already. And Jesus constantly modeled that all the way up through his ministry. Um, the, you know, uh, and, and what it should say about us as Christ followers um, uh, you know, and then, you know, I think also <laughs> Jesus fully entered that human experience with mm-hmm. us, which is yeah. just unbelievable. Right. So the Bible says he experienced joy and sorrow and temptation all without sin. And so, you know, what that should remind us of this season is that Jesus knows where you're at. Yes, exactly. He know he knows. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's been there. He's been rejected by peers. He's been reviled. He's been hungry. He's fasted. He's, you know, he's been, you know, and even at the moment, my God, my God, why is that forsaken? I mean, every, every, like, as we are um, in every way he's been, he has been tested. And, um, and that's, it's so comforting, especially at this time, because the word became flesh is such uh, an important concept to remember that, you know, he was the perfect God, man, everything, yeah. you know, for us, yeah. uh, you know, um, to provide that rescue, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, not just rescue, but I love this other word and that's reconciliation. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of things we can't reconcile on this earth. Mm, yeah. But what is so beautiful is the idea that Jesus is the reconciler and he's the healer and he can bring healing to us in a, in a, in a spiritual way, in an emotional way, in a mental way, he can bring, and he does still do physical healing, but he can change the way we see things and he can reconcile things in our own and heal our own brokenness in so many powerful ways because he came. 
right. you know? Exactly. Um, and so, and then of course, I think the last one, which is just, it seems to be the obvious one, but I hope we don't miss it. And that is the sacrificial love. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think a lot of people, sometimes it's easy to say, well, I'm not loved. Nobody loves me. Yeah. Nobody really cares about me. And there's a feeling of aloneness or isolation or hurt or pain or whatever. And I'm just going to tell you, Jesus made the statement himself that no man loves another man like one who will lay down his life for him. Right. Exactly. So, you yeah. know, John, I think it's John uh, 15, 13, greater love has no man than mm-hmm. this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus came to lay his life down, his whole mission. He came yeah. to die. And yeah. so it was a sacrifice from the very second of leaving heaven Mm-hmm. and processing yeah. through this all the way so the depth of god's love for us is should take us a long time to just reflect um mm-hmm. you know uh, mark lowry penned the famous song which has become one of the most loved christmas songs of our generation mary did you know well i don't yeah. know what mary knew i don't know what she <laughs> thought about but she i pondered do know, it. mary did you but i'm gonna it. tell yeah. you the bible says that in these moments after the mm-hmm. birth of Christ, she was in awe and mm-hmm. she was reflective and she was reverentially leaning in to what God had just done and allowed her to be a part of. And I think that should inspire us uh, this Christmas season to try to do the same as much as possible. Exactly. And so, yes, take those quiet moments, ponder, process, worship, uh, yeah. hold it in your heart and uh, and understand if if the gifts aren't what you wanted. Jesus still came to earth. <laughs> yeah. If the Christmas tree does not look like what you wanted it, Jesus still came, you mm-hmm. know, and, and if your Turkey burns yeah. and if you, for, you know, if somebody forgets, like my mom did one year, one year, forgot the pecans on the, on the sweet potato casserole, you know, and like, like Reba said, that's the most important thing to, to think about this year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so we hope that you will uh, enjoy your Christmas day. Uh, we're, uh, we hope that you enjoy the opportunity to have to be with family and friends, but take some time, read Luke two and fill in that blank because Jesus came. What does that mean to you? Until then, have a great Christmas and we'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.